Welcome to Wellness Rebranded. We know there is so much conflicting health and fitness advice out there. And you're tired of the wellness fads, endless diets, and impossible standards that make you feel like nothing you do is ever enough. You're ready to tune into your mind and body and feel empowered around health. We're the Healing Trio, here to help you redesign your relationships with food, fitness, and yourself. I'm Elizabeth, registered dietitian and certified intuitive eating counselor. I'm Maria, licensed mental health therapist. And I'm Tara, personal trainer. Together, we're changing the narrative on health away from diet culture, hustle culture, and toxic positivity and towards healthful self-care. So grab your water bottle, get ready to laugh, learn, and grow. And and let's let's start rebranding your wellness journey. Elizabeth, and I've got a really important and free 10-day video series that I want to tell you about. It's called Informed, Diet Culture Truth Bombs You Need to Know Before Changing a Thing About Your Eating in January. Every year, I see the same flashy and misleading diet culture marketing preying on people's insecurities as we head into the new year. I see well-meaning eaters falling into the same restrictive food traps again and again, jumping into programs and approaches that not only don't solve, but actually worsen their eating struggles and relationship with food in their bodies. And I think, if only they could know some key facts about dieting, food restriction, and what is and isn't likely to work when it comes to supporting their eating, health, and well-being before committing to a single change. Well, now you can. In a 10-day series of short, I'm talking five minutes or less videos, I'll be pulling back the curtain on the most important information you need to know to make a fully informed decision about how to best approach your eating, health, and well-being in 2024. Just visit my Health and Healing with Intuitive Eating community on Facebook or send me an email at livehealthy at Elizabeth Harris Nutrition to join. The link to my email will be in the show notes. I can't wait to see you there. Welcome to Wellness Rebranded. If this is your first time listening, welcome, welcome. We're happy you're here. If you're a regular listener, welcome. We're we're happy you're here. We're still happy you're here. (laughs) Bring your friends. Yes. This is Maria, and I'm here with Elizabeth. And what's your name? (laughs) Hi, it's me. I'm the problem. It's me. (laughs) It's me. Usually. Um, Mm -hmm. Today, we're going to talk about how to make meals at home easier, especially now that We might have the holidays coming or they're already passed or whatever the situation is. How to make meals at home easier. Today I'm putting on my dietitian hat and I guess I'm always wearing my dietitian hat, but my dietitian meal planning hat. Mm -hmm. Oh, I love that hat. (laughs) Wanted to talk about how can we make eating well at home a bit easier or more accessible. I think that this is something that I know a lot of my clients struggle with. And same. you guys same. can relate. No, same meaning for me, not my clients. Like, I struggle with it. <laughs> no. You are the client same. Today. Me too. I struggle with it as well. Okay, so tell me a little, what is the struggle? Tell me. What makes it a struggle? So by the time I get home from work, it's like late, uh-huh. and I have a toddler, mm-hmm. so I can't cook anything really super ambitious because my attention is constantly getting pulled away from cooking. Mm-hmm. So I usually end up with, like, a couple go-to meals. Yeah. And I just make those over and over and over. Okay. I mean, there's nothing necessarily wrong with that. but Yeah, but it's boring. Okay. Maria, what is your struggle? For me, boring as well and time-consuming. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then at the end, the result, because I have two kids, 
It's like, I don't want to eat this or I don't like it. And then, okay, I ended up making meals just for my husband and myself, but then I still have to make two other meals somehow. Mm. So my meals never serve yes. okay. the whole well, Make sure we come back to that before okay. this episode I struggle with that too because I do have a very specific thought on that. All right. So first of all, I would like to say there's no getting around the fact that eating with intention takes some planning and forethought, right? Mm -hmm. There just simply is no getting around that. If you don't plan or have any forethought around it, you'll likely still eat, but it may not be the thing that makes you feel the best Mm -hmm. or how you ideally wanted to do it. So I think we do just have to accept that it does take some planning and forethought, but that doesn't mean that it has to be overly time-consuming or overwhelming or complex or that you have to be the next... I was going to say Betty Crocker, but maybe I'm dating myself. <laughs> I mean, technically, she's even before my age group. I don't know why she popped into my mind. So that's, like, kind of the first basic premise. The other one is I think we should talk for a second. So, in, you, you know, we hear now. a lot about meal planning. I like to think of it as meal ready. How can you be meal ready? Whether it's breakfast, lunch, dinner, like or snack. I do too. Because the planning already sounds overwhelming. Yeah. Yes. To me. Yeah. To me too. Yeah. So I, I try to frame it as meal readiness with all of my clients. And so that is sort of what I want to share today is how can we be more meal ready? But I think we should start at the the ground floor and say, what even is a meal? What Mm -hmm. counts as a meal? Mm -hmm. From my perspective, if it includes kind of the the macronutrients, right, along with some fresh fruits and vegetables, or they don't have to be fresh, but if you can throw in fruits and vegetables, then even better. So most dinners are naturally going to include these things. But sometimes like a lighter lunch or a snack or Mm -hmm. or a breakfast may or may not. So if you can include some protein, that's great, right? Mm-hmm. There's three macronutrients, protein, carbs, fat. Mm-hmm. If, if All delicious. Yes, and all necessary. And yep. protein is the hardest for me. Okay, for me too. Yes. Ah, okay. I don't know why. Okay, so we'll definitely talk about that. But if, if it's a lighter meal or, you know, smaller meal, if you can try to get at least two out of the three of those, that's going to mm-hmm. help balance it. And then I always share with my clients, can you throw in a fruit or vegetable with that, an additional mm-hmm. one? If so, awesome. You probably mm-hmm. have the makings of a really basic meal. So as an example, then, if you make grilled cheese and throw on the side some fruit or edamame or a vegetable, mm-hmm. that actually is a meal. Right. You have some protein and fat, especially if you went with the edamame on the side, you have even more protein. If you want, use whole grain bread. Now you got some grains in there. It's an, you know, (laughs) that sounds really good to me right now. (laughs) Yeah, but it's so simple. Right. Right. So that's one thing is just what is it? What even constitutes a meal? If you have. I had a coach once years ago who was like, oh, anytime you eat, consider it a meal. Uh-huh. And I had a really hard time vibing with that because sometimes I'd be like, well, right now I'm just going to have like a Reese's peanut butter egg mm-hmm. and I feel like that's not a meal. And so she was kind of like, well, sure, but make sure it has protein, fats and carbs, which a Reese's egg does. But she also wanted me to add like fruits and veggies in there as well. Mm. So I was like, well, I mean, let's be honest, sometimes you're just going to have a Reese's peanut butter cup and like, (laughs) let's just let that be. Maria's making her I hate chocolate and peanut butter face. (laughs) 
<laughs> we do still love her, even yes. though we cannot comprehend that she does not like chocolate and peanut we butter. We thought together. about kicking her out over it. <laughs> yes. but Elizabeth it and I talked about it. <laughs> grounds for podcast dismissal. Instant. I'm going to remain quiet. <laughs> I mean, that's a, a bit extreme to say any so time well. you're eating. It kind of reminds me of that terrible diet culture voice saying, well, if you're not hungry, if you wouldn't eat an apple, then you're not actually hungry. Yeah. Total BS. You can be hungry and not be in the mood for an apple. Yeah. Um, so, so that's my thing is just what constitutes a meal. Can you try to get some blend of protein, carbs, fat, maybe throw in mm-hmm. some fruits and vegetables, and it can be super simple, and it can still count as a meal. And we can talk about ideas for like what, what might that be, if it would be helpful. But then, so knowing that then, if that's what constitutes a meal or a snack, right, the only difference between a meal and a snack really is that a snack is probably a little bit smaller, but you still ideally much of the time, right, would like to have at least a couple of those things, protein mm-hmm. or, and or mm-hmm. fat or carbs. So I always suggest to my clients then being, how do you be meal ready? Well, each week, can you make sure that there's at least maybe two or three protein options that you have on hand in your house? So for example, Maybe you are planning to make chicken that week, and then you're I'm going to write this down. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, then you're going to make sure that you have you ha- make a little bit extra. So then you have chicken in the fridge for the rest of the week, right? If you mm-hmm. don't have time to make chicken, maybe you buy a rotisserie chicken. Mm-hmm. What are... I love buying a rotisserie chicken. I feel like that is the most versatile thing in the fridge. Oh, I totally agree. Mm-hmm. It's like, so oh, you can eat it as a meal. You're probably going to have some leftovers, so you can use that for, like, lunch the next day. And then you can, like, boil down the bones and make, like, a stew... Su- <laughs> stock or a soup. <laughs> There were words there, I promise. You know, it's just like, it's like the gift that keeps on giving for like six bucks. It's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's true. And you don't have to cook it. It's like already cooked for you. Yeah. So, so proteins, right? So can you think about proteins, right? If you're planning a few meals for that week, maybe some of those meals are going to count as one or two of your proteins that you'll have available for other meals. Mm -hmm. But then can you also add some in, right? So some of the proteins that I immediately think of, maybe you have canned tuna fish or you have edamame in your freezer or cottage cheese counts as protein, right? Or Greek yogurt or... Sometimes I buy kind of little pre-made falafel that that counts as a protein. You maybe you pick up chicken salad or really bean salad hmm. or shrimp from the deli or deli meat. Like those are all proteins. Peanut butter, almond butter. So can and rotate them. So you're not always eating the same thing every mm-hmm. week, but each week you have a couple of different protein options that you can pull out of the fridge and turn into one of those meals. Yeah. For example, a breakfast I was eating this week. I have. I really like that. Oh, I saw it. Is that the one I the saw? The cottage cheese. Yes. Yeah. I'm like okay. I didn't see it. Tell so me. So I'm gonna no. preface this by saying I've never really in my life liked cottage cheese. I it's not really been a thing of mine. I didn't hate it, but it certainly wasn't something that I gravitated towards. And a girlfriend said, "No, you really got to try this good culture cottage cheese." So I tried it. I buy the whole milk one, so it's extra creamy. And it is really what tasty. What brand is this? That is the brand. Good. Good culture? It's called Good. I'm pretty sure it's 
good and then culture. It might oh, just be okay. called good. And I mixed peanut butter in it, and then I had a bunch Ooh. of pomegranate seeds. I threw those on top of it, and then I threw some whole grain cereal on top. And that was my breakfast, and it was delicious. And didn't even you mention that you could even um, swirl a little bit of, of maple syrup? Yeah, you. I so I, I yes, I didn't put honey or maple syrup on it, but next time I probably would. Because when I read that, I'm like, oh yeah, and I mm -hmm. would put the maple syrup, and I would love that. That sounds good. Yeah. Now, so that could be breakfast or lunch, right? Mm -hmm. Or you could or have snack. that as a snack with crackers and leave the snacks yeah. off of it. So I like to look for things that can stand in for multiple meals. Like we just don't have to take it that seriously, right? Mm -hmm. If you have a protein, if you have a starch, if you have some fruits and vegetables and, you know, you have a meal. So I've typically been a Greek yogurt person mm -hmm. um, and Elizabeth turned me on to the pumpkin spice Greek yogurt. Yeah, which is so hard to find. And then she bought it all. So I've not found it. <laughs> I haven't found it yet this year. Oh, no. <laughs> Which is super disappointing because once you've had it, it's so you good. You cannot go back. You I can't know. go back. Like now eating like the pineapple Greek yogurt is just like not as satisfying for me anymore. So I have started doing cottage cheese, which I also have not been a huge fan of like for my whole life. But um, I found a Daisy brand that has like a little bit of fruit on top of it. And it's mm, super delicious. Yeah. Mm. Like I eat that almost every day for breakfast with two hard boiled eggs. Mm -hmm. Interesting. Okay. So it does add a little bit more sugar, but also yeah. it's a hell of a lot of protein. So I don't really care. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So so um, what I was thinking <clears throat> is like I talked about having the protein options on hand, mixing and matching mm -hmm. them. I always try to make sure. Also, I call them sort of like the no-brainer fruits and vegetables. And what I mean by that is you don't have to do anything to them in order to eat them. Yes. They don't really, you know, like a pineapple, for example, where yes. you have to peel you it, core it, it, cut it, and it's a thing. Yeah. But blueberries, run your hand under some water and throw them in your thing. Or mm -hmm. grapes, right? Things yeah. like that. So what are the no-brainer fruits and vegetables? Things that pretty much you can throw into any meal or... So what I was thinking when you were talking about the cottage cheese with the fruit on top, yes, you could do that, or you could just buy cottage just cheese and then some. put whatever fruit you have around. And if it's one of those no-brainer <laughs> That would definitely ones, be healthier. If it's one of the no-brainer ones, it's simpler, yeah. right? Banana and almond butter. Yeah. Ooh, that sounds yeah, good. Yeah, that's a good snack. I so like almond it. butter on toast with banana or... I'm obsessed with pomegranate seeds, so this time of year I always I love, love them in my fridge. Do or, you buy them like already seeded or you buy you know the pomegranates? What? I try so hard to buy them already seeded, but they never last more than a couple days. Dude, no, and then they yeah. start tasting like alcohol or I something. I know, they get really gross. But if you buy them and seed them yourself, you can have them in the fridge for like a week. And really? they taste good. So, you know, very off topic here, you know the <laughs> house I grew up in Venezuela, we had a pomegranate tree. <gasps> no. Oh, really? Oh, yes. my gosh. Yes. And, and a mango tree in the front and a pomegranate tree on the back. Mm -hmm. So That's yeah, amazing. Maybe that's what I cannot see one pomegranate right now in my mm. life because it was like... You're, yeah, you've had your share. <laughs> yeah, you've had I too like many. I had a starfruit tree in my house in Costa oh. Rica and it was amazing. I love starfruit, star actually. Yes. Yeah. On my, 
now we're really getting off topic, but um, <laughs> when my husband and I had one of our very first dates, we went to the grocery store and we bought lime, jello, and star fruit because it was like two things we'd never had. And we were like, we want to try this and that. And that was what we did. Wait, I love wait, it. wait. You went on a date to a grocery store? Yeah, I know. It's weird, right? Yeah. But, well, I mean, I guess it wasn't technically the date, but it was one of the first times we spent time together and we did end up in a grocery store. I love that. Interesting. I actually try to buy something new at the grocery store every time I go. Mm -hmm. Usually from, like, produce, but... Not on a date. Not on a date. (laughs) Just me doing mom stuff. Um, Okay, so what are no-brainer vegetables? I usually share with my clients, like, baby carrots or cherry tomatoes Mm. or snap peas. Now Mm. they have those little mini cucumbers or those tiny bell peppers. Those go bad very quickly, though. They have the carrots that look like chips. Have you yes. seen those? Oh, no. And then you can yeah. uh-huh. use them on in They're better for dipping. Oh, uh-huh. interesting. Yeah. Then, I also, can I share that yeah. I make some foods no-brainers by as soon as I get them home, I chop them up. Yes. It doesn't always work yeah. in my favor, but yeah. if I let a watermelon sit on the counter, mm-hmm. it's going to sit there for a week. Yes. Mm-hmm. So while I'm in the mode of, like, putting all my stuff away, I have to just, like, get it out and chop uh-huh. it up because otherwise yes. it's yes. not Same. happening. Yes. Yes. I um, think it'd be weird to add that to, like, pretty much any other food, but still well, I mean, it's easy for Well, pre-chopping vegetables, that does work for some people, mm-hmm. right? Like cutting all the onions that you know you're going to use in your recipe for the week. Or I don't personally do it that way, but I know mm-hmm. a lot many people that it, that is helpful mm-hmm. for. Honestly, chopping the veggies and stuff is kind of a hindrance for me. Yeah, like, so I hate then, cutting onions. Which leans into my next one, which is shortcuts are okay. It's Sometimes mm-hmm. I think we feel like... Well, it either has to be all homemade and take forever or I'm getting takeout. But there's an in-between, right? Like now in most grocery stores, you can buy that container of pre-chopped onions, carrots, and celery, which is the mirepoix for many meals. Um, Bagged vegetables that are already cut and washed, Mm. or it is more expensive to get the ones that are pre-cut by the store itself. But... It is an option. I do it. Frozen, I I swear. And some come in their own steamable bag already. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's like easy peasy. Yeah. Yeah. Frozen brown, the the frozen brown rice from Trader Joe's has literally changed my life. I will, I never make rice anymore, but I always have that. It's already cooked. You pop it in the microwave for three minutes. It comes out perfect every time. And that's an example of a simple grain that I always have on hand, Mm -hmm. which was leading into my next thing is... You know, you also want to make sure you have a couple of grains or starches on hand for the week. So that's one that requires no cooking. I keep the little jasmine rice cups mm-hmm. on hand. You microwave them for like 45 seconds and it's perfect. Mm-hmm. Um, it's way easier than making rice, although way more expensive. Yeah. Um, Convenience. Yeah. I don't. I think the frozen rice is not quite as expensive as the cups of rice. Oh, uh, yes. But, so shortcuts are okay. So look for the shortcuts. We've already mentioned yeah. several of them. The rotisserie chicken, the bagged vegetables, the frozen vegetables, things like the rice. Mm-hmm. I make uh, my next suggestion is try to make things that stretch. And what I mean by that is you can eat them for multiple meals. And I'll couple with that with think outside the box. So, for example... I might be a little bit unusual in this, but maybe other people out there. I think we get really locked in our what we think breakfast looks like and what lunch is yes, supposed yes. to look like and what dinner is supposed to look like mm-hmm. boxes. 
if I make uh, one of the things that I'll make, not every week at all, but you know, with some regularity, is a grain salad. So I cook some kind of grain, farro, barley, mm-hmm. quinoa, something like that. Mm. Chop in some vegetables or mm-hmm. throw in some herbs or something. But then I'll bring it out for breakfast and I'll just put an egg on it and now it's breakfast. Maybe really? I'll throw some greens on there. Like that. Uh, so I say look for things that can be breakfast, lunch, or dinner. Right? Quiche is another great example. You can have quiche at breakfast, lunch, or dinner. Maybe you throw in a fruit salad if it's breakfast or a side salad if it's dinner or you just have it, you know, for lunch with an apple on the side. If you're in my house, we never have quiche. You don't? You don't like eggs? It's not my favorite. I like eggs, but for some reason, quiche, like egg pie, is weird to me. Mm, I love quiche. But at every baby shower I've ever been to, there's been quiche. It's so. not weirder than chocolate and peanut butter. <laughs> <laughs> so funny. So think about how you can reuse and repurpose things. Then you don't have to cook for every meal, and it doesn't have to be... It's not, it is a leftover, but not in the sense of you're pulling it back mm. out and eating the exact same thing. Yeah. You're repurposing it into something else. I frequently do a grain salad for the week. Not every week, but mm-hmm. probably two weeks out of the month. Like quinoa or bulgur or something mm-hmm. like that. But I never repurpose it. I always just eat it the way it is. Oh, um, yeah. So what are ways you can repurpose Like you can put so a scoop of that on a bagged salad. Now you just turned your salad into something a little bit yummier or different. Mm-hmm. You can throw an egg on it and have it for breakfast. You can put it in a wrap with some vegetables and sliced turkey. Oh, that's yummy. And that's the thing. I think that's huge. What you're sharing is thinking outside the box. Because when I saw your post, Mm -hmm. I was like, I never thought about cottage cheese in that way. Mm -hmm. It's like I only think of cottage cheese like specific ways because maybe that's what what I saw somewhere. Yeah. And then, yeah, I didn't explore more. So then that door is closed. Right. Right. Yeah, but think about even the something as simple as that cottage cheese. Like, we just shared how I ate it for breakfast. You could put a scoop of cottage cheese on a vegetable salad that you make. Right. You could spread it on toast and throw... Make it, like, savory. Yeah, make it savory, like avocado toast. You know, there's so many... I even thought about this week. I was like... I guess I was having a cottage cheese moment, but I I actually like (laughs) rice cakes, and Uh lately I've been getting the ones with the cinnamon rice cakes. Oh, yeah. Like, I should put some cottage cheese on that and then some fruit on top, and that's, like, a great snack. If I threw in some hard-boiled eggs or um, something else, I could easily turn it into a meal, right? Mm -hmm. Um, Yes. So think outside the box. Look how you can repurpose. That's and have fun with it. Like Yeah, yeah. and experiment. Yeah, Maybe it will stink, so word. don't do it yes. again. Experiment. <laughs> All right, so, 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 so far we have shortcuts are okay. Think outside the box. Meals that stretch. So things like, for example, this time of year, I pretty much make at least one pot of soup a week. Mm-hmm. I love that because, yeah, you do have to invest time to make the soup, but it's what, maybe 30 minutes of hands-on time. But I can eat that all week long. Yeah. And also, I'll throw the it in the freezer in individual portions, and then someday down the road, I just pull it out, and that's a homemade lunch. Yeah. But I only invested 30 minutes of time in that. So... Yeah. I got to get on the freezing things train because I usually don't. Mm -hmm. I'll either eat it all or let it go bad in my fridge and then be Mm -hmm. mad that we didn't eat it all. But that's a great idea. Yeah. Um, I I don't freeze tons of stuff. But every now and then, like, I've noticed there's this really yummy vegetable lasagna that I like to make. And 
now only one of my kids is home, two are at college, so we're eating even less than normal. But even before, we just never seemed to eat a whole lasagna. So I just started putting it in two smaller things, and then I throw one in the freezer. Oh, great idea. I'm not even doubling the recipe. I'm still only making one recipe, yep. but I put it in two things and threw the other one in the freezer. That's a good idea. Yeah. That is a good idea. I made lasagna recently, and by the end of the week, we were like, oh, this again? <laughs> it would have been much better to freeze half of it and eat it today. Yeah. My next one is, like, don't put too much pressure on yourself to that every meal has to be some perfect Pinterest-worthy brand-new recipe. I always suggest to my clients, before you do anything, first of all, make figure out why it's important to you, right? Why is it even important to you to cook more meals at home? Maybe it's because... It's important to you to actually sit down and have a family dinner, or maybe it's because you're finances. trying yeah, finances. Yeah, finances. Or you're trying to cut back on sodium, or you know, whatever mm-hmm. it is. Why does it matter to you? If, as with anything, if you don't know your why, it's harder to carve out the time. But then also, then the next step, just start by making a list of. Again, I I guess I use that word a lot. I call them no-brainer meals. What are the meals you already know how to make easily that your family basically likes that are in your rotation? And can you try to list, make a list of eight to ten of them? Oh, eight to ten. I was thinking one. I have like two or three. Two or three? Like tacos is always a go-to for us. Okay. We do a lot of tacos. For me, white rice and ground beef. Okay. Really? Yeah. What do you do with that? Yeah, tell us more about that. You just eat it. What do you mean? How do you season it? <laughs> um, like with onions and spices, the ground beef. Uh-huh. And then it separates your ground beef and the white rice. And if you mix it together, yummy, yummy. And if you add fried plantains to that, oh, then it's the yes. bomb. <laughs> fried plantains are one of my yeah. favorite foods. Wow. They're so good. Interesting. Yeah. yeah. So that's my one meal. I can do you some... add a veggie to that meal? Mm, nope. Okay, there's an easy nutrition upgrade for you. Can you add in a vegetable? Yes. Or either in it or on the side. Well, does that count that the, you can cook the meat with some vegetables or not? Of course yeah. it would count if you did it that way, yeah. Mm-hmm. Like red peppers. Oh, yeah. yeah. Some tomatoes peppers, or something. Tomatoes, yes, it has a lot of tomatoes okay. there, too. Yeah, but like you could throw in like... A handful of arugula on top when you're eating yes. it, yeah. or broccoli, you could make broccoli on the broccoli. side. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. that sounds good. Yeah. Um, well, I suspect that both of you have more than one, or in your case, <laughs> two or three meals that you make because you eat every day, <laughs> right? And and you must have more meals in your rotation than you're giving yourselves credit for right now. Maybe. Maybe. I mean, Dino Nuggets and fries are probably not a staple that I want in my rotation. Okay. But it's in there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. I also eat a salad with mine, but uh, Mavs has been protesting that lately. So his is just Dino Nuggets, mostly just ketchup. Yeah. But you could still serve the other things, and one day you might eat them. I'm trying. Actually, he started eating broccoli and uh, lima beans out of nowhere last week. See, there you go. He's hated those for two years, and now he's into it. So. Yeah. And then he's going to hate it again in Persistence. two weeks. Tell me about it. Yeah. Well, if you can, come up with a list of five or ten no-brainer meals that you already have. Then you just rotate through them for the month, right? Each week you pick mm-hmm. two of them. Mm-hmm that you make and then maybe you try a new recipe on a night when you have time or maybe you don't 
Something I struggle with with meal prep is my husband is much pickier than I am. Mm-hmm. So things that, like, growing up, a go-to meal was Hungarian goulash. Mm-hmm. It was totally, like... I like that. I'm not sure where that even came from, yeah. but somehow my mom made, like, noodles and stewed tomatoes and canned tomatoes and uh-huh. ground beef, whatever, some beans maybe sometimes, and, like, Parmesan. Mm-hmm. Super easy meal. My husband is like, ugh, what is yeah. this? Mm-hmm. Not into it. So it makes it, like, oh, my go-to meals from, like, my childhood. I have yeah. to, like, think so far outside of that. Yeah. I think it's harder when it's your spouse who's putting up the resistance to a meal. But what I usually suggest when related to families is, first of all, it's a good thing to expose kids in this case. And not, not, not in your case, but in the case <laughs> I was talking. I swear kids I and man children. <laughs> to different things, right? So even if they don't like it this week, two, two months from now they might like it. Yeah. But you, we can be considerate without catering. Mm-hmm. So you can, what I mean by that, and that actually comes from, she's a very well-known childhood feeding expert, and her name is totally escaping me at the moment, but consider it without catering. So, for example, can if you're going to make Hungarian goulash, and I'll start with the child first, and you know that Maverick doesn't like that, well, then can you also make sure that there's something else on the table that he does like? One or two things, and milk can be one of them because that's protein. So then if you if you drank milk and ate fruit that, you know, it's not going to probably hold him over very long, but it's still he's getting some new something nutrient dense foods and then maybe he'll still try the other. So if you're making something else, can you just make sure that there's one or two things on the table that you know that they generally eat? Mm -hmm. Doesn't mean they're always going to eat it every time, as we know, kids wins with food, but and then they're still being exposed to the other things. You're not making multiple meals. So, Maria, what you were saying at the beginning, well, maybe I make this thing for my husband, but my girls won't eat it, and now I'm making two other meals over here. How can you combine that into one, right? Yeah. So that at least yeah. there's a couple things on the table that you know they're not going to starve that is providing them with you know, food and calories, but is not you making multiple meals. Right. And in a way, I mean, I make a lot of things that... I don't know that Brian would choose them, my husband, necessarily. He's usually pretty open about eating whatever, but I same thing. Like, maybe if he doesn't like that, I'd throw in an extra bigger salad that night, mm-hmm. and then if he feels like eating more of that and less of the first thing, then he can. Mm-hmm. Or he could take over dinner that night even better. <laughs> even <laughs> better. There's the real win. Yeah. Hey, I'm going to make goulash tonight. If you don't want that, like, you should make something. Yeah. That's like an excellent strategy. Let us know how that goes. All right. Was that helpful? Yeah. <laughs> well, I like... I think it's helpful. I do. And I like the thinking out of the box. Mm-hmm. Yes. That's with a huge me, win. And rethinking about what your understanding of a meal is. Mm-hmm. Because even with my kids, I always think they have to have this super elaborated meal to get yeah. all the nutrients and that's not true uh-huh. if it is the cottage cheese with maple syrup and some blah 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 that can yeah. be a meal right? yeah so mm-hmm. if the snack if celery with i would put peanut butter on celery have you tried that i do uh-huh. like that, yeah, that is good. and carrots and apples so all good with peanut butter yes oh apples and peanut butter are so good carrots mm-hmm. i don't know but it's good if you that's the other message is 
rethink what your concept is of a meal because then the pressure is higher than if you really relax that concept and a meal can be something way simpler yeah that Mm -hmm. it doesn't sound like such an effort to do but it's still yeah a meal that I used to make for my kids a lot when I was they were younger and I didn't know two two things one I would make them pizza English muffins. Oh, so like yes. literally on a whole wheat English muffin, yeah. make a pizza, throw it under the broiler. Yeah. And mm-hmm. I would usually serve it with edamame on the side because they kids usually like that and it's yeah. fast and easy and it's protein. And then I would give them fruit. And is that like some quote unquote stellar meal? No, but it checks all the boxes right. and they yeah. liked it. And another one was I would always make them that Annie's mac and cheese and I would yes. buy the whole grain mm-hmm. one and I would put peas in it. And then I would yeah. serve, like, hmm. here's some slices idea. of turkey or some fruit. And then checks all the boxes. Yes. They used to beg me to make it without <coughs> the peas occasionally. <laughs> My kid will fish out the peas. Yes. Yeah, they did that some. It was funny, you know, for a long time they just ate it. They, they didn't think anything of it. Or spinach. That was the other one. I would put spinach in it instead of peas sometimes. Oh, I like that. Yeah. Um, and they always ate it, and it wasn't a thing. And then one day, I don't know, they realized that other kids had mac and cheese without those things, and then they yeah. tried to revolt. My moment like that is my mom had a health food co-op growing up, and so we always had, like, tofu and whole grains and all this stuff. And back then, health food was gross. <laughs> like, it wasn't at all what it is today. Uh-huh. And so we discovered that white bread existed, uh, like, yeah. over at somebody's friend's house. And we were like, Mom, this bread is so good. <laughs> like, you have to get it. And she was just like, no. And I kid you not, to this day, if I have a choice, I'm probably choosing white bread because <laughs> she it was so gross growing up. Yeah. Even though I like it now, uh-huh. I'm still going to, like, skew that direction <laughs> if I have a choice. Yeah, that's so funny. Thank you, Maria, for summarizing those takeaways. That, that those are for me. For me, I'm sure. Yeah, Tara, what was your takeaway? Me. What's the tip? Uh, I think you? thinking outside the box was really helpful for me too. Mm-hmm. You know, we get so pigeonholed into what we always do. Mm-hmm. That that was like the big takeaway. I also like repurposing. The repurposing of protein, I think, is really helpful mm-hmm. for me. Yeah, yeah, repurposing is huge. Yeah, because why you don't. Like, why do more work than you have to? Right. All right. Thank you guys so much for joining us for another episode of Wellness Rebranded. If you would like help meal planning, please reach out. I do occasionally do kind of meal readiness, meal planning sessions. I can help you plan menus or whatever it is that you might need. And stay tuned next week because we have another awesome episode coming your way. And for all our listeners in the Annapolis area, I'm going to have next year something called the Emotional Fitness Studio. It's going to be 24 wellness workshops throughout the year. So if you're in the area, please visit my website, thecoachingtherapies.com. All the information is going to be there soon. Thank you for listening. If you want to connect with me outside of this podcast, you can find me on Instagram at coaching underscore therapist. I'm Elizabeth. You can find me at Elizabeth Harris Nutrition or in my Facebook group, Health and Healing with Intuitive Eating. And I'm on Instagram and Facebook at Tara DeLeon Fitness. Guys, if you loved this episode or any of our other episodes, we would love it if you would leave us a review on Apple Podcast. It really, really helps us get the non-diet word out to the rest of the world. So please leave us a review. Yes, thank you.